everyone. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to ep uh, season four, episode three of Plaid Skirts and Basic Black. I'm your co-host, Marcia, joined by... Hi, I'm Shannon. <laughs> and we're so excited to talk to you today about confession. Woo! <laughs> you know what yeah. I noticed? I always am so excited to talk about everything, but I am. I don't care. <laughs> I, I was listening to old episodes and I was like, I'm so excited. We're super excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, I will assure all of you, it is genuine. I have genuine excitement. I am excited every single episode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not excited about everything in my life. But, but Shannon, Shannon knows this. <laughs> so great. So Shannon, before we start, how is the weather in your neck of the woods? Um, so I'm calling today sunny, but breezy, uh, very, very windy and breezy, uh, because it, I'm just busy. I have a million things. I have been running like a chicken with my head cut off, mm -hmm. um, and it's all good and it's all positive and good things happening, work, home, school, all that. Well, not school because <laughs> I'm not in school anymore. Yay! Yay! Um, and, uh, but, uh, it's, it's gonna be done next week i get a nice long break between now and um thanksgiving from just you know lots and lots of stuff and activities so i'm excited how about you marcia um i would say the weather in my neck of the woods is mild um i, I think that's just a good way to describe it i am like you know it, it's it's doable like nothing super exciting has been happening or um we're just kind of all moving right along so that's pretty great. We're just preparing for Thanksgiving break over here. And Yay. I'm preparing to go to NCYC. And this episode Yay. drops. I know, right? This episode this episode would drop mm -hmm. on the Friday of NCYC. So um so yeah. What is NCYC? Oh, <laughs> oh NCYC is the National Catholic Youth Conference. And it is um it's it's basically been Indianapolis's its home base has been in Indianapolis like for like the last yeah. <laughs> like five NCYCs, which is a decade. You are absolutely mm -hmm. right. I think it's because Indianapolis is so central and they've got a really great mm -hmm. it's a really convention friendly downtown. Yes. Uh, so it's about twenty five thousand Catholic teens <laughs> converge mm -hmm. onto in Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium and the Indiana Convention Center. And we just have a blast the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. We talk about Catholic stuff. There's fun stuff. I We're the Midwest, and Midwest is Region 7, and we're the cows. Mm -hmm. So I see people dressed up as cow stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I, have, I have a pair of high-top Converse that are cows that I just got just for NCYC. I don't Sweet. wear them any other time of the year. <laughs> and it's so funny. And I love Converse. I really do. And I'm not a high top Converse fan, but I found them and they were on sale for like $27 at a Journeys. And I was like, well, I have to buy these now because I will be wearing them all of NCYC. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a whole, uh, it's a whole weekend just of uh, speakers, um, inspiration, there's mass, there's mass every day. There's um, adoration every day. There's confession every day. <laughs> um, there, it's 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 pretty great. So I'm going to be working in the service area of the thematic park with uh, my friend. Shout out to Karen and Brett Ridgeway. They're my Terre Haute mom and dad. Um, <laughs> so there, when I lived in Terre Haute, they were legit my mom and dad. Um, 
And so they will, they're running it. And I am doing a talk and a, pr- a presentation and an activity on Catholic social teachings. So great. I am pretty excited. And it's funny. It's like coming back. It's going back to our roots-ish almost, Shannon, because mm-hmm, we were mm-hmm. in Chromatic Park together. Gosh, what was it? Was that 20? Was that 2013? God, that was 2013. That is 14, insane. something like that. <laughs> uh, well, it's every odd year. And so by 2015, I was already back in Illinois. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it was 20. Gosh, yeah, it was 2013 um, when we did that. And we did or we did uh, knowledge and we had Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the 20, it was the 50th anniversary. We were awesome. People still talk about that, Shannon. I'm not kidding. Because we're the best. Because we're the best. We're awesome. So, yeah. So, I'm just, we're preparing for Thanksgiving. I'm preparing for NCYC. And it's just, it's even keel. I don't think it's always going to stay that way. But it is right now. And I'm enjoying it. I've been off the last two days and enjoying time for myself. So, I went to a movie by myself. So, yeah, it's been pretty mild. So, that's great. Um so we're talking. Speaking of confession, because um, I'm going to go at NCYC. I'm very excited yeah. because I like, you don't know any of the I don't know the priest, <laughs> which is funny though. But uh, I uh, I do know a ton of priests in Indianapolis, but these are all national priests, mm-hmm. so it's not all indie priests. So mm-hmm. just my luck, I'll get my old pastor. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, Can Father Rick, the sacrament. All right, let, let me tell you all my sins now. Thank you so much. <laughs> so. Okay, so Shannon, what is confession? Like, what, what is all that? All that. So confession um, is also known by two other names. Mm-hmm. Shannon, I'm going to have to have you repeat that. Maybe. Oh, Shannon, can you, hi, can you repeat that, Shannon, because I accidentally hit the mute button. Uh, sometimes confession is also called the sacrament of penance or the sacrament of reconciliation um that's what many people born after like 1980 will probably call it is uh reconciliation as well as confession um and it's basically the sacrament of how like let's say we commit a major sin after we're baptized not just like oh i um like told a white lie, but like I perjured myself in court or I murdered somebody, right? Like, so how, how do we ask for forgiveness? The, and the church kind of wrestled with this for like a thousand years almost before they came up with like, oh, here's what confession is. Um, you know, sort of like, how can we reclaim that sinlessness that we had, that we received in baptism if we're already baptized and we sin again. Um, And it's really important when we're talking about major sins or what we call mortal sins. And we won't get into like all the mortal and venial sins, um, but basically mortal sins are like really serious things that we freely choose to spite God. That's a short definition. So if I intentionally murder someone to spite God, then that's a mortal sin. And I need to go to confession to... uh, to be freed from that, to be forgiven and absolved, really, because uh, God forgives us, right? God always forgives us, even when we ask um, on our own, if we're just sitting in our room um, saying, like, God, please forgive me. Of course he forgives me, but we also have to be absolved. It's sort of like a legal thing, right? Um, we have to, when we commit a crime, we have to be punished for it. 
um, right? Or at least ha- have consequences for us. Maybe we pay a fine, maybe we go to jail, whatever right. that is. We have um, a punishment. And so Christ paid that price for us. But in order to access that, we uh, avail ourselves of the sacrament of confession in order to be forgiven of that sin and absolved of the the consequence, which is hell, right? Hell's the consequence right. for sin. Um, so, and so uh, before we get into more of that, um, what happened was the church said, okay, how can we figure out uh, how people get back to this, like, reclaiming of innocence? How can we get back to that sinlessness of baptism after a major one? And so for a while, um, you really only got one shot at it, right? And it w- it had to be something big, like murder or um, denying Christ if you were being persecuted or something like that. Um, and so you only got one chance. You had to confess all of your sin to the whole church in public. Then you basically did a year of penance and fasting with no communion. And after a year, then you could be readmitted as forgiven and absolved in the community. Mm-hmm. So that happened. Um, and then the church changed, right? We talked a little bit about how last week about the fall of Rome and how that happened. And all of a sudden, all of these monks are everywhere. And especially in Ireland, all, all of a sudden, monks, no, all of a sudden, it took a, a few <laughs> hundred years. Um, around, around the turn of the first millennium of the year 1000, all these monks in Ireland are having individual spiritual direction sessions with people and assigning them penances to get rid of their sinful habits, right? So the idea was, if I am an impatient person, the monk would say in my spiritual direction session where I'm talking about, here's where I want to go with my spiritual life. He would say, okay, I see that you're impatient. So here's this penance, this action you need to do to go along with that to be able to get build the virtue of patience right um and so they were doing this and it was super popular because i mean we all love to be able to like Mm -hmm. not publicly confess our sins to everybody (laughs) and then just do a penance right yes Uh, it was a real improvement over like getting it up in front of the whole church and saying how terrible you were uh and it became really popular and so, so suddenly it kind of, it started to take on a form and then the church said okay this is actually a sacrament what's happening here and here's how it works and here's what you need to do and here's what the priest needs to say in order for you to know that you're absolved of your sins mm-hmm. in order for the sacrament to happen and what we hear is no matter what our confession looks like hopefully at the end we hear from the priest acting in the person of Christ, so acting as a representative of Christ. He says, I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, And that's, after that, you do your penance, right? So some kind of thing that you have to do to kind of build up that virtue or whatever it is, and then you go. So we confess, we're absolved, um, and then we are sent out. And the idea is that by confessing, we are giving a sign of our repentance, um, and we're offering our contrition. Okay. And God takes that that thing, that contrition, and transforms it through the sacrament, through the absolution, into sinlessness. Um, and interestingly, in the recent past, we've had a, a few additions to how we celebrate 
reconciliation. Okay. So uh, during Vatican II, um, Vatican II gave permission to priests to be able to give general absolution to a group. Um, now, this had always been the case that um, priests could do that for soldiers, right, before you're mm-hmm. about to go into battle, because they didn't want them dying with mortal sins and going to hell. So they'd be like, all right, I can't hear all your confessions because there's like a thousand of you. You're all absolved. Mm-hmm. Um, Vatican II gave that as an option for priests to do under their own judgment. So this is not like the regular thing. It said the regular form is still the way we do it, but you can absolve everybody generally. Um, Mm -hmm. So you could think of some other instances in which that might be um, expedient for priests or, you know, if they're in a mission territory where there's a thousand people and they're only going to be there for like Mm -hmm. a, a day. Um, they could do a general absolution. And then finally, they also gave us what is called option three. So this isn't actually oh. um, a a way of being absolved of your sins. You still have to confess, but there's a service that is a service basically of like repentance oh, um, that we can do as a community. So a lay person could mm-hmm. lead it. Um, uh, and we a have a or somebody. <laughs> um, in order to express our sorrow for sin and repent to God, uh, but without necessarily having the actual sacrament. You can do it with the sacrament if you'd like to. Um, That's the individual confession. And the interesting thing about this, what I find as a black Catholic that makes it really interesting, um, and it's a really unknown thing that nobody really ever does, but it's something that you can do to repent as a community from things like social sin so things like slavery racism i need to uh, repent from both of those right oppression like think (laughs) we can name a bunch of social Mm -hmm. sins so it's not something that i necessarily personally have sinned uh, in doing because it's a societal structural thing but i've participated in it because i live in society or have contributed to it in mm-hmm. some way um like i think of the the fair trade movement like the ways that like i have contributed to the oppression of people uh the poor in particular because i've like bought certain products that were really cheap but remain in sweatshops or something. Um, Whereas if I buy a fair trade certified thing, I know that that's not made in a sweatshop, right? But I may not have known that I was participating Mm -hmm. in the social sin, but I did. And so I may want to repent from that, but I don't have a way to do that. I mean, sure, I could certainly confess it in confession, but is it a sin? No, it's not something I chose to do, Right. but it's also a social sin, right? And and this racism is a perfect example of this, right? Um, and we won't go into that because we've talked about race ad nauseum. On this I don't think I, we've talked about it. I don't know if it's quite ad nauseum. Well, yeah, fair. I mean, it always comes up. But um, <laughs> like, this is something that could be done for a community to say like, man, we have participated in racism unknowingly, but also sometimes intentionally, and we want to repent of this. So you can use that third option of the, of the penance service to repent as a community, which I find really cool. Okay. That was a lot. No, it wasn't a lot. I actually have some questions. (laughs) No. Okay. So, okay. So I grew up Protestant. We, Mm -hmm. I hope we've established that. I'm a convert, everyone. If we have, we probably have new listeners because we have like Uh 30 new, like 30 new people on Instagram. So, so, so hello everyone. Uh, so 
one of the things that growing up confession was this weird thing for us. Like we would see Uh it. Like I saw it on like on TV like mm-hmm. their soap operas, like someone mm-hmm. stole the baby, they would go to confession, and the priest knew, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> or things <laughs> like that. But, um, mm. why I know that God forgives me for my sins, right? Like, I know mm-hmm. that I'm forgiven because Jesus died, I know all of that. And if I mm-hmm. tell God I'm sorry, that should be good enough. So, why do I need con- why? Why, mm-hmm. like, I get this question now all the time. Mm-hmm as my family is all still Protestant. So mm-hmm. what is the point? Like, why do we still need yeah. it? Like, wh- why do Catholics yeah. have it? Why go through that jump yeah. through that extra hoop? So the whole point, right, is to restore that sinlessness, that grace of our baptism after we sin. Mm-hmm. But I'd say that there's probably two reasons. One's kind of a minor one, and then one is the major one, right? The, the minor mm-hmm. one is that we are human, and we need to touch things and taste things and interact Mm -hmm. with things in order to know that they're real, right? Right. We experience the world through our senses. And so in the sacrament of confession, when we hear those words, I absolve you of your sin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we are receiving a gift to know that our sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not hoping, we're not praying. (laughs) We know because the the priest (laughs) is standing um, in the person of Christ and as a minister of the church, as a representative of the church that holds the power as a, as a body to, um, to has the keys of the kingdom, right? That's mm-hmm. what we read in, in Matthew, right? And that Peter has the keys of the kingdom. Um, and so by the power of the church and by the power of Christ, we are being absolved. So we know that. And that's really comforting to just hear those words, right? Why do we go to a spouse or a child or a parent and say, I'm sorry, please forgive me? Because we, right, we know that they love us. We know that they're probably going to forgive us, but we need to hear it. Um, The second major thing is that um, when we sin, Sin has consequences. Yes, we have consequences of God and hell and all that. But it also has consequences. Oh, just those life. minor consequences. Just those minor It's like ones. God and, you know, yeah, hell, tiny. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, but, um, right, if I, um, I may do something unknowingly that is sinful, that, like, has an effect on a person that I don't know about. Also... When I, as a Christian person, sin, especially when I sin and other people see it, right, it it puts them, it mars my witness to the gospel, mm-hmm. right, that I am hurting the church as a whole by basically yeah. being a hypocrite, that, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. It's like when I'm yelling at my kid, people are like, that lady is the church lady? Like, I don't want to be a church <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe when I, my kid needs to be yelled at, like sometimes that needs to happen when they're like running in the street and about to get hit by a car. Through but, the parking lot <laughs> of your church that right? is quite if large. I'm just like angry, you know, because I'm angry and I'm sinning. I'm yelling at them because I'm angry and it has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that is a, it is the opposite of witness, right? It's a scandal. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. so I need to be forgiven by the community that I have scandalized, right? By the community that I have marred the witness of. And also for those little ripples, right? That I have caused by my sin that I may not know about. Um, 
right? Those things like buying the sweatshop, you know, clothes or whatever. And so the church, the priest, it stands in the place of the church as a body, as a whole, and also the community, the people of God, to say, we forgive you and we welcome you back into communion with us, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk about being excommunicated from the church, it means that we're outside of communion. So when we commit a mortal sin, by committing a mortal sin, we've removed ourselves from communion because we've sinned and we're not in communion with the church. We're in the communion with evil, right? <laughs> right? Um, and so we have to be re- re-communicated, I guess, right? Like brought yes. back in. We, um, we, and so the priest in that ministry brings us back into the community, right? So that we don't have to stand up in front of everybody and tell them how bad we were and mm-hmm. ask their the forgiveness of the congregation. We can yes. just go to the priest and do it yes. instead of everybody else. So I think that that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about the history too, because I think it helps us understand why the Catholic Church, um, you know, we're not going to necessarily do altar calls in the middle of Mass because we have a way to do that, right? It's right. confession. Um, so there, there are ways that our Protestant brothers and sisters do some of this, but huh, they don't me, do it in a sacrament, right? right? Like we have, we we see this as a sacrament of forgiveness, mm-hmm. of being healed and made whole. Um, just like, you know, we look at communion differently and usually baptism differently and certainly confirmation and some of those other sacraments. Right. Marriage. The fact right? that it exists. Um, so that, <laughs> you know, they are sacraments that mark our spiritual journey. Right. Right. So it's funny when you say how, like, in the earlier times, like, people would stand up and they would confess their sins and everyone would know. I feel that that leads to more sinning by the community because mm-hmm. it's so I grew up Protestant and in our church that we grew up we have a thing called testimony service and usually it's mm-hmm. a way to say like this is what God did for me this is really amazing sometimes people get up and say like how they've overcome some things and it can be like confessing sins to the group or uh, <clears throat> things like that or even when someone knows that you sinned where um if you if you're an unmarried person and you're pregnant, like it's a whole thing. Like you're kind of condemned in front of the church, and you can't participate uh-huh. in any ministries. Like yeah. like you have like you have to be at church every Sunday, but you can't be part of the choir. You can't uh-huh. do this. Like it has happened to several people I know, where uh-huh. they're like, "You sinned and you did wrong," and it's like, "No, the sin happened. Like the sin uh-huh. happened, right? Uh-huh. Like they had sex." Uh-huh. Before they were married, that yeah. happened, right? <laughs> yeah. The pregnancy is not the sin. And so, yep. Yep. <laughs> like, it's like, yep. oh, okay. Um, but it's also, like, it becomes a point of people to gossip about another mm-hmm. person, um, to condemn them on their own without the authority of God, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. making judgments about if they're going to go to hell or not. So I really appreciate that that is not part mm-hmm. of our faith in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So just, I think that's just super, it's it's really important to have that. I'm glad that that has yeah. gone by the wayside. That's something our Protestant brothers and yeah. sisters, not all of our Protestant brothers and sisters do this. In the church mm-hmm. where I grew up, this is a, this is a, th- and it's mm-hmm. a thing that still happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And one other thing I will add is that like priests, like in their instruction for how to hear confessions and all that when they're in seminary 
they're told like you, the end goal is to get them back into communion with the church, right? Yes. The end goal is not to say like, you're a horrible sinner, right? Like if you come to them and you're confessing things that like they don't like, it doesn't matter. They're, they're hoping, right? They're trying to figure out if you're really repentant and if they, and if you are, they can't say no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. They can't say no. And also if you don't like your penance, you can tell them to give you a new one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, or I can't do that. Right. If yeah. someone were like, you should take a day long silent retreat to me, I'd be like, when I have, time. I have children, like I can't be silent for a day. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell them when to eat. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. There's also, um, not, well, I can't, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, priests are also like people are getting nervous about confession. Priests are, they tell us all the time, like we're blessed with forgetting. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't remember every little thing you say. Yeah. I had no. one priest actually, cause I was talking to a priest once, you know, cause I worked for several of them and I said, you know, do you guys really forget? And he's like, we do. He's like, there's no way I want to hold on to people's sin for that long. And mm-hmm. he told me, he's like, there's only one confession that I can vividly remember. And that was because I had a personal relationship. So he said it's because he had a personal relationship with that person. And so, and he didn't even want to be that person's confessor because he's like, I know you, mm-hmm. but the person asked him and he can't say no. He yeah. can't say no. If you ask priest, he's a priest. To, he's yeah. priest. That's literally his job. And so he told me, he's like, that's changed our relationship. And he didn't mm-hmm. ever, he didn't, I don't know the details of what that confession mm-hmm. oh, was. Yeah. I like, I, I don't know this person. I don't need to know this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's well, like, yeah, very honestly, like that's what happened. And I was like, okay, like I've never gone like, I don't go to my bosses for confession because mm-hmm. some, nope. <laughs> like, like that's never been a thing. I've never been to any of my bosses because some of my sins are work sins. Like I legit mm-hmm. was on Facebook all day and did not plan mm-hmm. that thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, you can't fire me because you'll have to yep. say why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no breaking the seal of confession. So, uh, but you yeah. know, so that's, that's kind yeah, of what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if they did remember, as Marcia said, they can't break the seal. They can't tell anybody because if they did they are literally kicked out of the priesthood that's like one of the automatic that's you're it. out um and so uh yeah it's it's nice to know that you never have to worry like you can really it's and that's the gift of the, of the seal is that like you know that what you say is never going to be told and so you can fully confess your whole heart to the lord because that's really what it's about Mm -hmm. um and i'm sure if we had a priest they would tell us how wonderful of a gift it is to hear people's confessions but we don't so we're gonna move on (laughs) Um, our last question before we wrap up marcia do you like going to confession um you know what not (laughs) not anymore now that uh i it's so funny so like i told you i didn't really understand confession and the first time i ever went was when i was in seventh grade and it was during like it was an Advent penance service because I remember I had my boots on, I had my snow boots on, and my snow- <laughs> we were sitting in the pews at mass, and it was for uh-huh. the seventh and eighth graders um, at our middle school, and everyone was going up and talking to the priest, and some girls were crying. I was so confused as to what happened. I was like, "Do I have to go?" <laughs> and I was, and I looked to like I looked at Nora Walsh because Nora Walsh is the one. If I ever see Nora Walsh again, I'll tell her. She's the one who guided me through that first, like, <laughs> few months of seventh grade, not understanding Catholic things. Um, also, Teresa did, too. So, yes, mm-hmm. Teresa Heisman, shout out to you. Um, so, I remember looking at her, and I was like, 
do I have to go talk to that guy? And I go, I go, what is he saying? Why is he making everyone so upset? And I was like, and I was like, what, what is going on? She's like, it's confession. And I go, she's like, I don't know. She's like, you go and you tell the priest your sins and you do this. I go, oh yeah. But I was like, but it's different on the TV. <laughs> like, like and so, and it was just really, you walked up to the priest, just stood at the altar. You walked up to them and talked uh-huh. to them. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Right. And so I walked up there and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I was like, and it's so funny. There were like a few, like I said, like normal stuff. Like I yelled at my sister or I <laughs> like, it's not Laura's fault. She didn't break the plate. Anyone veggie tail <laughs> shout out. Um, but like, you know, whatever. And then I remember telling him and I go, I haven't told all the people here, but we're really broke. Like we have no money in our house and I make mm. the, I make it. And I, and I was like, but so I guess I'm lying because I guess I, I make them think that I have money and I don't have money or, you know what I mean? Like I can't remember what all it right. was, but it was like my, I was like, yeah, that's totally a lie. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I don't have any money in my house. And, so, like, <laughs> and that's kind of what we said. And I think, I think at that point, I think our lights were off or something. And I was like, our lights mm-hmm. are even off or, you know, whatever, what mm-hmm. have you. And that was my very first confession. I told all the things it was, and I told the priest that my lights were off in my house, and we didn't have any money. And then I was like, but I don't tell anyone that, so I guess that's a lie, right? And then, you know, he prayed or whatever, and I know what that was supposed to do. Um, And it's funny, though, because, like, I know, right? I was like, what is going on? But um, I did. My teacher approached me, because I guess the priest didn't know me. So after that, so... I think it, the priest like told someone at the main office and the teacher was uh-huh. like, Hey, they need you to go to the office. And I think they gave us like, I got like a bag of food or something oh, for like, do you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, I don't know why I'm getting this food. I don't understand. <laughs> and like later I was like, Oh yeah. I told the priest we had no money. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But like, it wasn't, yeah. but I think like things like that, like I don't mind. He probably just, he'd probably say who he's like, Hey, someone in the seventh grade, you know, uh-huh. like, maybe mentioned or whatever you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about like I don't know how yeah, they did yeah. it because I don't I don't know what they said but it yeah. was really funny <laughs> like, but I was like we don't have any money <laughs> this is it's a whole lie also, but, that's not a sin. <laughs> what I know I know I was like I know I don't know I was like they were all crying I thought I had to tell them sad things <laughs> but no and it's funny because I think about that because I've seen that priest since like mm-hmm in my few years or whatever. And I don't think he knows who the heck I am. I think mm-hmm. that he might've said, Hey, there's a family in the seventh grade that's struggling and everyone already knows it's my family. Like yeah. the administrators <laughs> know that it was my family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Oh yeah. Cause they can't pay tuition either. So, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so that was my first time in confession and I didn't go again until <clears throat> I'm trying to think, I think I went, probably on retreats in high school, but I don't remember. Like, I don't remember mm-hmm. at all. And I went to confession in college because I was, I, that was when I was really involved in Catholic ministry and um, mm-hmm. just learning about being Catholic. And I would go, I would go like one to two times a month, especially mm-hmm. when I, and when I was discerning the religious life, I went mm-hmm. all the time. Like I went to daily mass, went to confession. I was going to be the holiest person ever. <laughs> and then, um, and then I just stopped going just because, like, not stopped all the time. Like, I just don't go as much as I used to. Because mm-hmm. it's really hard. It's just, I yeah. don't love it. Like, here's the thing. I love it and I don't all at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It's a weak mm-hmm. confession. I have a love-hate relationship. 
And so, like, building up to this episode, I was like, oh, confession. And I haven't gone because all the priests that I work with are priests that they come in from a visiting church and I, I canter uh-huh. the mass at Mooseheart. And they uh-huh. and they would have time. If I asked them, they would do it. But I know these priests. Do you know what I mean? So I'm really excited uh-huh. about NCYC because I'm going to go to confession. Uh-huh. You know? Because uh-huh. I'm like, I don't yep. really have. So That is also how I feel but about yeah. so what about conference you? ever. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, when I was a kid also hated it because I, um, I don't like being told that I did bad or that somebody's disappointed in me or anything like that. So like confession is like, not only do I have to admit that I'm not perfect, but then I have to like also sort of admit that like I there's a reason for someone to be upset with me <laughs> like, right disappointed um but like we went because I went to Catholic school so I probably went once a year um and I um I don't really know if we went in, in high school but by then I was pretty involved in youth ministry so I would go fairly regularly probably like two or three times a year um and then when I was in college I would go about every two weeks because like I went to a Catholic college. You may have heard of it. Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something. I don't Humble know. Bragging. Whatever. Humble bragging. Um, no, but like, it's a wonderful place. Like they had mass, like there were like a hundred some masses a week. So there was like mass everywhere all the time. And it's every beautiful day. to go to mass there. Yeah. Oh, and they it. have confessions all over. Like priests would hear confessions in the Basilica every day, twice a day. So like you could just go and, and often there was a long line, which like was annoying, but also a really good really thing. Like, good that people were going to confession. Um, so I would go at least probably like twice a month. And I really loved that because I really had a good handle on like where I was in my spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started working and I probably went more like once a month. And then I had children. <laughs> like, yeah. It's hard to get to confession when you got to be in charge of children. Yep. So I probably go, I definitely go once a year because we're supposed to go once a yes. year. Um, but I, I try to go um, at least twice a year, um, you know, and it's always easy to go around Advent or Lent because there's always churches there's always having like penance services or something. Um, and the thing that's really struck me recently is um, – like being really cognizant about going not only regularly, but when I need to, um, as an example for my children, because um, it's not um, like not trying to like dish on my parents or anything, but like they probably went on occasion, um, but it wasn't something that they regularly did mm-hmm. as an example for us. Um, and they're wonderful people. They yeah. probably just didn't need to go to confession. But, Your dad sends um, me scripture every day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as he does to me. Yes. But, well, um, it's a group text. Or however yeah. he does it. <laughs> so anyway, um, but I, I just really want them to have that because I think, um, as a young person, especially like being able to know that a parent isn't perfect and is willing to admit that is important, but also that it's an example for them as they grow um, to say, like, you don't have to be perfect to be in church. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be 100 percent assenting to everything the church says to be in church. Um mm-hmm. You just have to be trying. And the sacrament is always there for you to go back to and to say, I'm sorry and to 
to know that like, just like a parent will always forgive you, the church is a family too. Mm -hmm. And you always, always belong. You always belong to the church. As soon as you are baptized, no matter what you do, even if you commit the most terrible sin in the whole world, you can always go to confession and you could always come back and be forgiven and you belong. Yeah. And that's what sa- the sacrament's about. Oh, it's showing us that no matter what, we belong to the church and we belong to God. And now we're all going to cry. Okay. I know. I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> that, um, Shana, that's so, beautiful. And that's the truth, guys. That's the truth. That's so cool. let's get to something a little bit happier, I think. Maybe. I mean, that was very happy, but Maybe. a little lighthearted. Yes. Um, I mean, <laughs> confession is always happy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I, I am going to get something happier, but apparently there's an ad first. (laughs) Uh, so, uh, Shannon, what do you have to offer? I have two things. I have become obsessed again with the West Wing. Because it's amazing. It's a great show. It's a, it's. Over and over, an Emmy-winning show. It, it still um, holds up. It still it's holds still up. It's still good. Yes, it's still good. And you know what? So much of what they talk about is still relevant to our political situation right now. It's well, that's because, of 9/11, it. but that's because of 9-11. But that's because of 9-11. Yeah. Like, yeah. it happened it's in great. that time, and it shifted, yeah. and there we, and we have it now. Like, yeah. anyway, I'm interrupting you. Go yeah. ahead. It's great. <laughs> so it's on Netflix. Watch it again. Just be like, oh my gosh, uh, you'll want to reelect President Bartlett <laughs> all day long. Like, where's that bar napkin? Where's yep. that bar napkin? <laughs> and, Bartlett for um, president. Thank you, Martin Sheen. Uh, and uh, and just watch it. And then the second thing I'm recommending. This is a chain, but they're kind of they're definitely all over the Midwest. Yeah. I assume that they're everywhere in the world. Um, there's a chain called Nothing Bunt Cakes, and I really should have rem- when, recommended last, last week. <laughs> I just thought about that. Last Greek wedding, but we didn't even talk the about the bunt. With the bunt cake, which we didn't even talk about. Um, but I love how we're on the same page. They literally only sell bunt cakes, like in what the is it? Old a bunk? A bunk? A bunk? <laughs> it's a, a cake. Oh, it's a cake. <laughs> now right. presenting the bunt. <laughs> so uh, it, they. I remember when I first saw the store, somebody like sent a cake from this to, uh, I think it was like a funeral, a family mm-hmm. funeral. And I looked at it and I was like, who's going to eat at a store that's only bud cakes? Like who, who will only buy bud <laughs> cakes? And then I had one mm-hmm. and I said, I will be the one. Only yes. Buying cakes. I have a punch card, Shannon. Bun cakes. <laughs> Do you have a punch card? Oh my God. And they have many ones yes. that you could take to parties. Oh, and that- I did. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I buy them. <laughs> and when they're, if you have a birthday, like I'm in the birthday club. You need to join the birthday club, Shannon. Oh my gosh. And then you have, like, there's a punch card. You get a punch card, and I have a punch card, and I'm in the birthday club, and I get, like, deals, like, buy two bunk cakes, get one free. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I will do it. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not even kidding. So. I'm like, when I saw you were recommending that, I was like, yep. uh, first of all, that should have been last week. Second of all, yes. of course, that is amazing. But we didn't I, even talk about the bunt last week. When I was listening to that. the episode, I was like, yeah. we said nothing about the bunt. Right? <laughs> nothing about the bunt. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Okay. Thanks, uh, Jen. Just, yeah. I just inter- I like jumped on both of your recommendations because I wholeheartedly agree with them. <laughs> 
All right. So mine are, um, I have, there's this brand of candles at Kohl's and I don't know how long they've been there. So Sonoma's got the good ones. They've got great candles. Seriously, Kohl's is stepping up their candle game. I'm just, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but if you follow me on my Stylishly Sia Instagram, you know that I love Kohl's very much. <laughs> and so there's one that's, it's, um, it's set works with an X for the X, X is for extra scent, but um, they're really good candles. So I'm recommending those for Kohl's and also season four of The Good Place. It's the fourth and final season. So we covered The Good Place back in season one of mm-hmm. our podcast and season four is, uh, it's out now. It's streaming on Hulu. It's, well, not all the way, like it's, it's running currently. And mm-hmm. so catch up on Hulu. I think the first episode of the season might be gone. So, so yeah, that is, uh, that's all we have. I, it was a great, it was a good time. So it's time to mm-hmm. say goodbye. That's what that jazzy music is for. So I want to say, uh, make sure that you follow us on social media at PSBB Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me, Marcia, at Sia. You can follow Shannon at Team Quarter Black. Yes, and you can email us at platskirtsandbasicblack at gmail.com. Make sure that you are, if you are listening from Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, that you are rating us five stars if, you're, if the spirit is moving you. Hallelujah. We want to say thank you to the priest. Thank you to the bishops and the monks that made us not have to do confession in front of everyone anymore. I want to say thank you to Shannon for being an Yay, awesome co-worker. Co-works. Look at me. I'm putting an X in front of everything. <laughs> um, co-host and everyone. Have a great week. We will see you next week um, when we talk about I don't know what I can't remember, but I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notes. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. It's Marcia again. I just want to tell you that we are covering Little Women next week. It's the PBS version that is streaming currently on Prime. Okay. Have a great week and go to confession. It's super freeing and super, super frustrating, but you got this. (laughs) Bye.